we spent most of the time on Ephesians. We read Ephesians 4, verse 7, then we started with verse 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Uh, that was the introduction, and we spent most of the time on the introduction. But working together in the work begins with a local church. If you do not maintain a proper testimony within the church, you will have no positive spiritual influence outside of the church. We will have no positive spiritual influence outside of the church unless we're working through the church. I don't know about you, but uh, I have a habit. I started something probably three, four months ago. Take one of these small tracks. I put my business card in it, and if they offer it to everybody I talk to, and you know, and whether they do my material like I do to Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't know, but you know, it's a good track. And that's let them know that I'm interested in them. But it comes through the church. So it's the whole point is working together in the work begins with the local church. We can have these sidebars of I want to do this, I want to do that. Nothing wrong with that. If, if it doesn't become the main focus, the main focus is that I think that we, I, I talk about to you at the time when we would bring in several people from the nursing homes and, and have a meal for them. But, you know, that was good. That was great. But, you know, our number was quite a bit bigger than that. But that don't mean we don't stop doing things like that. You've got to scale it down. But it goes in and through the church. So we are to walk worthy of our faith. I'm, if, you know, if you still have your outline, that's uh, you know, it's still on the first uh, page. And, and I'm just trying to bring us up to where we uh, l- left off, you know, we have got to obey them. You know, Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls. Right before we got ready to start service, motion brought Scott over. I said, do you want me to mention it to the church? You Want to do that? Family going to do that? And I like what he said. He said, you're the pastor, you're the leader, you're the counselor. You make that decision. We got Bible for that. You know, the Bible said here in Hebrews 13, 7, obey them that have the rule over you. I don't know where we what we do with this word 
obey, does it have a different meaning when it comes to church? You know. And that's why you need to know your Bible. You need to be familiar with the Bible. But, you know, obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls. See, that's all given in this church and any other real church. We follow our pastor as he follows the Lord. I believe that the, uh, I'm not ashamed of, of this. I believe this. I practice this. It's something foreign to the marriages, but, you know, God said the husband is to be the head of the house. I believe that. But I also explained why I believe that Sunday when me and my wife became one. If me and my wife didn't agree, probably me and the church wouldn't agree. Or me and several members wouldn't agree. But see, we don't worry about that as long as we're preaching from the Bible, teaching from the Bible, and when you come to me to ask me a question, I don't know whether I understand that or not, Brother Tony. Well, it's not a point of understanding it right now. It's a point of accepting it. And I... Good that I stopped here on Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey them that have the rule over you. See, that's the key. A child can't learn in school if they don't obey the teacher. Don't throw anything at me. I have no confidence in the public school system at all. Minus anything. But still, you've got to have some authority. You've got to have somebody that's going to keep the rule. You know, you can't just say, hey, I don't agree with, you know. So it just don't work that way, and that's what's happening in churches, in schools, in a lot of stuff. But so a pastor is several things to, to the church, and we're not, we went over that, uh, you know, Acts Twenty twenty eight said, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Who's my boss? The Holy Spirit. Isn't that what it says here in Acts twenty twenty eight? Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. My job is to feed this flock. And as I look back on all the years I've been here, you know, I believe I have taught and taught and taught about church attendance, about being faithful, about Volunteer if you can do the job. You know, it's just being part of the body. But, uh, you know, the churches are in trouble because the congregation is telling the pastor, you preach that and I'll leave. Well, if I was pastor, I'd say, do you know your way out or do I need to get somebody to guide you out? And I'm not being proud or boastful. 
If you don't want the word of God, then go find you some word that plays church. That's where we are now. So, if you got your outline on, let's let's pick up here, you know, on uh, pastor is your watchman. Roman numeral two. If people heed the pastor's scriptural preaching and teaching, what will it will save them from error? We have to learn. If people heed the pastor's scriptural preaching and teaching, A, it will save them from error. 1 Timothy 4.16 said, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save or preserve from doctrinal error thyself and them that hear thee. thought everybody had forgot about these seminars that I uh, had the financial seminar here and and I taught it in a total of seven churches and if you follow that teaching of financial freedom you won't be in debt after a while because if you didn't get in debt overnight you're not going to get out of that overnight unless you win the lottery. And I have no chance whatsoever. And I told a person that a week ago, he said, oh, preacher, you've got as much chance as anybody else. I said, no, I, I don't. Because I have a chance you've got to buy a lottery ticket. I ain't that hungry. You do what you want. But I mean... There are steps you take to get out of debt, and there's steps you take to stay out of debt. You know, and you know, and I had some people, you know, who wrote me cards and called me on the phone, even weeks and months and years later, thanking me. I didn't do anything except bring the teaching together. B was, if well keeping from slipping, Hebrews 2, 1 said, Therefore we are to give the most earnest heed to the things which we have heard, least at any time we should let them slip. Slip away from the things we have heard and been taught. I found with me, and I believe it's probably true with every one of y'all, it's easier to forget what you learn than it is to learn it. It's easier to learn, but to retain it is harder unless you put into practice what you've learned. You know, I won't ask y'all if you ever had a speeding ticket, but if you follow the what you had to do to get your driver's license, you, you know, 
good chance that you probably never had a speeding ticket. But I didn't, you know. See, it will show them the way. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto light that's shining in a dark place. See, it will show them the way. The Bible will show you the way, me the way. And so Peter said, we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto the light that shineth in dark, a dark place. You know. Third Roman numeral. Pastor is your preacher. Obey him. Now, y'all know me well enough. You've been saved. You follow your preacher as he follows the Lord. If he doesn't follow the Lord, you meet with him, and if he still won't do it, then it's time for you pastor. Now, we see here, when we start number two, obey means to submit to him. You know, have you ever, or we did, I remember when Anthony, he was my first, and then came Kim, and, and then came Jay, and uh, you, know, you can't expect your kids to follow the rules if you don't know, if they don't know what the rules are. My responsibility as a father, but most of you mothers, if you like the average mother, dad put that on you. Ain't your job. Ain't your job. It's the dad's job. Now, that means that the mom and dad has got to work together. That don't mean he goes, you know, this is the way it is, son. You're going to do it. You know, if you don't do it, when I come home, I'm going to beat you to death. But you got to have some order. And that's why that when there's a divorce with kids, the kids pay for it. In this church, if you can figure them out, that'd be fine. If you don't, that's better. But there was two divorces in this church. Had kids. They were sitting over at the water fountain, and one of them was crying, and the other was, hey, we can work both of them now. Oh, the smart kids. Because at that divorce, both sides guilty, you know. Well, they think they are. If I'd been a better wife, if I'd been a better husband, you know. So we going to sway the kids. That's wrong. If y'all have ever done it, that's wrong. Kids belong to both of you. But that's another sermon. This sermon is that old 
Obey them that have the rule. Obey them that have the rule. But know what uh, God said in Hebrews 13, 17? Submit yourselves for they watch for your soul as they must give an account that they may do it with joy. Do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Respect and esteem so Philippians chapter two, when we when we look at these Bible verses, and I could have chose several verses and more places than one that teaches that. But you know when we uh, teach it, and uh, God tells us, you know, respect and esteem in Philippians two twenty nine. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and. Holds us in reputation. He's talking about you do that. You hold the man that is teaching you that he is doing it because that's what God has laid upon his heart. And when I preached years, years ago on how you should raise a child, you know, it applied to me. I had three of them. One of them didn't hear nothing. The other heard almost everything. And the third one, she bounced around if it suited her. It makes no difference what, what the church member or the child or whatever, you know, Think kids that don't listen? I was counseling a church member and the kids, and I was talking to the kids, and the child said, held his hand up. I said, Yes. Let me ask you something. I'm supposed to obey mom and dad, right? I said, Yeah. Shouldn't my parents obey the Lord? It just solemn. You know, you think your child is going to get excited about church if you're not excited? And don't tell me you're excited because you tell somebody else because I don't buy that pie. That, that pie ain't for sale. That I'm excited about the church, but it's not first. If that church is not first, you're not really excited about it. Come on now. You've got to be excited about your marriage. You have to look at that marriage, and when you look at that wife, God bless me with the smartest, beautiful, most compassionate woman on this universe. And he, she looks at him. And that happens about first day. About the end of the uh, honeymoon, you know, things are beginning to...
That's what God did with church. Well, you know, preaching on salvation, preaching on the second coming, and, you know, sort of things. Now we're going to start preaching on being obedient to the Lord. Oh, you don't know. It's, you know, it's like eating too many brown beans, you know. Later you pay for it. I do have a way with analogies, don't I? Let's look at Roman numeral four. Pastor is your teacher. Learn from him. The pastor is not to be a novice and is to be able to teach the word of God. He is to rightly divide the word of truth. He is to feed the flock of God. So learn from him. He teaches, he edifies, he energizes, he equalizes, he exhorts, and he equips. Several of you, I hope you feel that way, but several, even some of you that are here tonight, have came to me thankful to your teaching our marriage is a lot better. I didn't even know that baby was having any problems. I don't have to know. I don't care if you got a perfect marriage. I'm going to preach the same thing. But there's always people that said, I'm going to treat my marriage the way I would want to. Hey, you're the one got answered to the, to the Lord. I don't. It's not a matter of who's in control, you know. I've had a lady come up to me, member of this church, you know, came up to me and said, I enjoy your teaching, but it's mostly one-sided. I said, are you calling me an Armenian? He said, he said no, no. And what somebody should do and shouldn't do, you know. You always preach on the women. I said, I didn't know that, but I'll, I'll start bringing that other side out. I didn't change because I wasn't just teaching on the women the first time. You've got to preach the word. You've got to preach the word. This isn't a personal thing that, you know, you know when I'm preaching, I don't got in my mind, you know, Gene, I'm talking to you. Are you listening? Don't you grin, brother? I'm talking to you too. You know, I never say that, but you know, I don't pick out one family and this is for them. But I'm sure that what I preach last Wednesday night and what I'm preaching tonight, that you feel that because you're guilty in some of these points. But that's that's the way it is, Pastor. Yep. That's the way it is, and it'll remain that way as long as you're satisfied with status quo. You know. You know. 
when you talk to people, I talk to people that knows nothing, almost nothing about the Bible. Well, I don't know that, Brother Vance. How long have you been in church? Surely your preacher preached something that's accidentally. And it's not necessarily the preacher. It's just that we make up our minds. This is, I don't want to become a religious fanatic. I don't know one. If y'all know one, give me their name and address. I'd like to go visit them. Nah, they ain't no religious fanatic. Because those, those people have got no religion at all, period. We just want to do what God's word says. I, I said, I said to myself, I said, I ain't going to mention that to the church. But, but you know me, if I live long enough, I'm messing it all. <laughs> Somebody thinks I need to date, you know. So this lady called me and she said, uh, would you like to go out to supper? I said, uh, I'm not hungry. <laughs> Lady, I don't know who you are, but I'm old-fashioned. I believe the man asked the woman, I believe the man pays for it, and uh, I'm not hungry. I don't know who you are, and my friend that was trying to help me out, you tell her I don't need no help. But see, women would do that, right? I mean, I don't know no man is going to go out and try to find a woman, a man, but Women want everybody to have a man. Lady, you get Jesus Christ and he'll straighten all that silliness out. So the pastor is your teacher. You know, Acts 2.42 said, And they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and in breaking the bread, and in prayers. Now, now what does continually steadfastly mean? You know, some kids don't like to bathe. You know, they'll come in and wash their face and say, I'm finished, Mom. But, you know, if you're going to be healthy as far as that way, you know, you need to bathe often, you know. You know, like I, I told one of my kids, I won't tell you who it was to protect the innocent. I said, you know, you, you may not have to bathe every day, but, you know, can we agree every other day? No. Okay. You're back to the original plan. You're going to bathe every day, whether you need it or not, until you learn 
that this body that you're in, God provided it for you. It is evil, it's depraved, and it's rebelling. That's what you're doing now, rebelling. You know, when we never had that conversation anymore. Got to obey in doctrine, Romans 6, 17 said, but God be thanked that ye were servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. In other words, what is the writer saying? Paul is saying, but God be thanked that ye were servants of sin, but ye obeyed from the heart. See, you made a change. When God deals with you, you always make a, a change. You either stop doing something or you start doing something. God says don't show up in your mind just to see, Henrietta, how you doing today, hon? Checking on you. If there's something in her life that shouldn't be there, he may let her see a circumstance with somebody she knows. I mean, you know, who knows how God's going to do it. But isn't that what we want? I mean, can you honestly say, Brother Tony, if I'm doing something wrong, I want to do it right. I wish I was out there and somebody else up there. I'd say, hey, man, so loud that top moved. Man, you better check that towel. I seen it moving. Be anchored in doctrine. On the Roman numeral four down on D said, anchored in doctrine, Ephesians four fourteen, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You ought to know what you believe. Last week a couple came to the house. My son-in-law has their insurance. They want to get married and Said they didn't know anybody. I said, I don't know what Vince was thinking. Yeah, dude, he wasn't. You know, I don't. No. I don't volunteer to do weddings. But God said, you know, God said, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Do you know what you believe? I mean, since I asked your own self that question, do you know what you believe? And if you can say yes to that, do you know where it's taught in the Bible? Are you ready to share that? Well, I, I, I just sort of think everybody ought to find their own. If you're lost, you'll never find your own if somebody doesn't take it. That's the way God has planned it. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
you can come across, and I'll use myself. When I was in that hospital of 41 days, and, and God caused Brother Huntley to stick his foot in the uh, lawnmower, and they put him in the room I was at, and the more I wanted him out, the more he preached to me. And now what? I think about Brother Hunley before I do Brother Bill or Brother Al. You know why? Because Brother Hunley was the first one that Flett told me how it was. All I wanted was the pain to leave. But that's the flesh. That's normal. But he said, if you don't know Jesus, you're going to have pain forever. Forever and ever. What is more important to you? Keeping your little buddies or leading somebody to the Lord. And there's a right, right way and a wrong way to do that now. I believe the best way is that, you know, everyone in this room, if you don't know, you will know, but I'm pretty sure every one of you know, I can't stand Halloween. It's the devil's. I don't give no candy out. I don't take no candy. I don't turn on no lights. I don't decorate my house because it's of the devil. Then Christmas. Oh, preacher, I know you celebrate Christmas. No, I'm not Catholic. I don't put up the little tree. I don't put up the little ornaments on the house. I don't do none of that because I don't worship Satan. I worship God. If you want to, hey, that's fine. The bride's getting smaller all the time. But I do it for the kids. Yeah, my oldest son, he started drinking because he wanted to be sociable. The other kids started doing this and started doing that because he wanted to be sociable. Really? Having a bunch of lost people pet you on the back is more important than knowing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Come on now. And Eon is a study in doctrine. When somebody calls me or introduces me and they want to know about Christ, they don't know no doctrine. They don't care about doctrine. The only thing they want to hear, Brother Vance, tell me how I can be saved. And if I tell them to repent, and believe, and, and before that conversation's over, they done met all of that, and in reality, they ain't met none of it. Because all they want to know is that when they go before the preacher, the right answers to the questions he's going to ask. And there are exceptions. I'm not totally, you know, hard-headed. I believe there are exceptions, but there's not many. I can go in the average Baptist church that we fellowship with and we talk about, you know. If you follow Facebook, and I'm on Facebook, but you don't see me put much on Facebook no more. Because there's some 
somebody out there saying, if I could get him talking, I could catch him in something. Really? I know what I believe. And I'm proved from God's word what I believe. And if you differ, hey, I'm not going to treat you any different. But let me tell you one thing. I've been doing a lot the last six months. Both of us ain't right. Both of us can be wrong, but both of us can't be right. You understand that? Well, it's simple, isn't it? Can't have two different views and say, well, he's right and he's partially. If you're partially right, you're wrong. Because that's what people do now when they're talking to you. They partially tell you the truth. If you want to lie to me, don't talk to me. See, I want the truth. And the truth is that if I'm lost, I need Jesus. And before I can know Jesus, I've got to know what the gospel is and God has got to grant me repentance and faith. And when he does, there will be a change in me. No, that's, uh, that is just uh, what it is. Yeah, I've got time to finish here. Uh, uh, any of y'all then throw your coffee away or, you know, get a coffee out, I can make you one, you know. But the pastor is your friend. I love every member of this church. And I would never say something personally, just personal, to hurt your feelings. Never. But I love you too much not to preach the truth. Whether you ever do it or not, that's when you, the Lord. But my goal is to be in the bride of Christ. And to, for me to be in the bride of Christ, I've got to preach what he showed me. So as we prepare to close Roman numeral 5, the pastor is your friend. Be a friend to him. Love him. Example of real friendship. Galatians 4.15 Whether where is then the blessedness he spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible he would have plucked out his own eyes, and have given them to me. There's nothing, nothing that I wouldn't do for you if I possibly could do it. But I won't compromise for what I believe for nobody. Where is then the blessedness he spake of? For I bear you record that it had been possible. If it had been possible, he would pluck his own eyes out. So you need to help him. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 9. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. I can visit. I can preach to him, but I can't save him. 
Nobody can save anybody. But when you plant the tomato plant, you're not guaranteed there are going to be tomatoes. But your job is to make sure that soil is as good as it, you make it. It's your job to make sure if it's God didn't send in rain that you'll water them. But God gives the increase. It's the same way it is. I mean. And yes, if you do that with your children, there will be a time before they are adults they think you're weird. Uh, I, I can't. I can't go to that movie. You know, Mom's got this religious, whatever she's got. You know, I don't have any problem with with that. You know, if you want to go to a movie, would you invite the Lord there? If he was there, would you watch him? My kids that came to me and said. But Dad, my friend watched this movie. It's got only one cuss word in it. Yes, that was years ago. Now it's dozens. You want your child to have a sex education? Watch some of the TV shows on. And if you don't want them to watch them or forbid them to watch them, but what? We're smarted up, you know. So, so. So it won't have no argument, Pastor. I just let them, every one of us got our own television. Man, I hadn't thought about that one. Last one that I don't see. Get to know him. Y'all that know me know that I'm unpredictable, I'm friendly. I'm funny. I ain't too smart. But I know what I believe. And I don't care who it is. I'll talk to them. Why? Because Christ said, go into all the world. The man I want to use is dead, you know, Mr. Brown. I own about half this town. Just moved into Second Street. He was a politician, you know. He had his big old cigar in his mouth and whiskey on his breath. And he was, you know, this is what you got to do, Pastor. You, you don't visit down here. You got to go up there, that subdivision across from the hospital, you know. That's where the money's at. All right, then. Get to know him. First Thessalonians 5, 12 said, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. I wouldn't love you if I seen you doing something wrong and not going to tell you. You said, but it's none of your business. It's, it's not... What my Bible says. He's put me over. Every pastor's been put over. But he don't have free reign because every member has the rule book. 
But you know what the problem is? They don't know the rules. So as we close, the pastor, he's one of the good guys. His life has been spent for you. He loves you with all his heart. He seeks to help, not to hurt. He is here to give, not get. He is there to spend of himself, not to reap rewards from you. His life has been sacrificed upon God's altar of service. God called. He answered the call with Speak, Lord, thy servant here. There's no church has treated their pastor financially any better than this church has, has made. A lot of it I haven't taken, but the church offered it. You know. You don't take unless you need. All I want from you is if I preach the word, that you follow the word. That's all I ask. Father, we thank you for this day.